The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Today's topic is cancer. Is there hope? Even if it's stage four cancer? Stay tuned as we discuss powerful foods that can help you fight back. Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health. in the studio today is uh, health psychologist Jennifer Skews and Dr John Clark. Welcome Jennifer, Thank welcome you. John, really lovely to have you on the program and this is a very very sensitive subject, it's just um, this disease of cancer is one that I think it strikes fear into us possibly more than any other mm. and so this topic we're really really looking forward to what you have to say because uh, we, we need to know how to fight back when this thing comes. So, John, would you like to just talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, Bob, a friend of mine, uh, was having trouble with his bowels. They weren't working right. He was like uh, having uh, uh, symptoms that were a problem. And we were sure that he was, uh, you know, going to be in trouble. He went to the hospital, got some tests done, and lo and behold, he had colon cancer. Oh. Well, he didn't uh, know what he should do, and the hospital ran him through the usual ropes of chemotherapy and radiation and, and surgery. And uh, then they sent him home and said, okay, you're fixed. And, but in four months, things weren't going right again. He went back to the hospital. And the surgeon looked at him and said, well, you probably have some uh, blockages because chemotherapy makes strictures in your colon and we're going to have to go back in. So let's take you back to surgery. Took him back to surgery, opened him up, and he was totally full of cancer. Oh, they closed him up, said there's nothing more we can do. We'll just send you home. And then the surgeon said a funny thing. He says, well, if I was you, I'd probably at this point find somebody that would do something natural for you. Mm. Well, he was, you know, Bob was a bit taken back. Well, what do you mean? What, what, what are you saying? Well, I'd find somebody that might do this, you know, uh, take a natural approach to this. Mm. Uh, he said, well, where would I go to find it? He says, I don't know, but just, you know, look, look around. You'll find, probably find something. And so he did. He sort of went on a life mission to find somebody that would take a natural approach. Mm -hmm nutritional approach, and he found somebody. Mm -hmm. And so he went to this place, and they gave him all fresh roots and vegetables, nuts and seeds. They put him on some uh, cleansing programs. They gave him some herbs. His uh, cancer went away. Can we make that herbs? We're in Australia now, John. <laughs> 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 That's fine. Just joking. In, in America, herb is the name of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> we have them too. <laughs> and so I gave him some herbs and uh, his cancer went away. I mean, and so he went back home. He thought, well, how can I keep this to myself? He added five more bedrooms onto his house and started bringing people in 
and he'd teach them how, uh, how to fix food. They'd all go to the kitchen. He had a big kitchen with a big counter space and a place for everybody to prepare their fruits and vegetables. He taught them how to do herbs. He started his own uh, herb uh, distribution <laughs> uh, company, basically, and he had them doing cleanses. And so he shared what he had learned. That's, that's incredible. He'd basically been sent home to die. Absolutely. Because they said, there's nothing that we can do. And, and yet he was able to turn that around. Mm. And you would. You'd feel like telling other people and helping other people when you'd just come back basically from the brink of the grave, wouldn't you? Yes. And what a, what a lovely thing that he did to do that and just, you know, just not keep it all to himself. It's very sad that many people do die at that point because they don't believe there's anything else mm. that can be done. Mm. You know, and, and we're just showing here that it's never too late. And I think that's important for people mm. never to give up and to look beyond what may be more conventional treatments, which can help some. And if it doesn't, then there is a way. Mm. You know, and this is a good example of that. And I might just say uh, prior to coming to Australia, I was working at a health facility where we took in cancer patients. The large majority of our patients were cancer. And we would see them uh, turn around. A lot of them had the same story, uh, totally uh, given up on by the general system, yeah. fourth stage. Mm. I remember one gentleman, he called me up. He said, the hospital said, you're going to go home and die. He went to another natural place. They said, there's nothing we can do. You're going to go home and die. Mm -hmm. He said, but the Lord has showed me that this cancer is not unto death. He mm -hmm. says, can I come to your facility? I said, well, I can't tell you if you're going to die or not. <laughs> I don't know how they can tell you that, but I can tell you we'll do our best for you physically, mentally, and spiritually, and put you in the best position to present yourself to God for healing. And so he came. He had He had prostate cancer that had grown up through the bladder and was oh. going into his intestines. Wow, that's huge. When he came, he couldn't get out of bed hardly. Mm. We thought, okay, he's just going to lay in bed and die. But he started in on the program, lots of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, interesting therapies mm -hmm. going on. And by the end of the 18-day program, he was walking a mile and a half. Wow. He was feeling a lot better. And uh, three months later, some of our therapists went up to where he uh, went mm. to church and mm. found him in church and talked with him and he was, you know, he was supposed to die. Mm. That, that's really, really encouraging. I remember I was um, driving along the road one day and in front of me was a bus and on the back of the bus, you know, they have signs mm. and different things that you read on the back of the bus and it said, cancer is a word, not a sentence. Mm. And I thought that was interesting. In other words, like not a death sentence, so to speak. Mm. And I thought that was really good. And it, there are things that can be done. You can't be sure that every person might not have left it a little bit too long. But mm. certainly there are many, many stories of people who can mm. actually recover. And so tell us about the foods that can help to fight back from cancer. What, what, are, the, what are the foods that are those powerful foods we promised we would talk about? You know, when you come down with a disease, many people think that, you know, I was the unlucky one. I was just sitting here and it landed on me. Uh, and in reality, we've been doing things that have set us up for this. Mm. And one of the biggest problems with cancer is that it is often an infectious disease, a virus, mm -hmm. a bacteria, uh, some other thing that came in and actually gave you the disease. And so modern medicine has sort of sold us on the idea of the germ theory, which says that 
I was me and I was like everybody else and along came this really bad bug and look at me now. I'm a victim. Mm. Well, it's, uh, it's better to look at it a little different and that is like this. It's like looking at the bugs as vultures and do vultures eat live animals? No, they come up and clean up what's already dying. Mm. And you made yourself susceptible to whatever disease okay. by being a target, by being the weak one, by not being healthy, by not having a good immune system. Mm. So you want to eat foods that maintain a strong immune system. Mm. Every one of us has cancer cells. When they collect and get to, to where they reach a certain number, the doctor says, look, there's a pile of them. It's a tumor. You have cancer. But if your immune system is working well, you'll be shuffling those uh, growing bad cells off to the wastebasket and you won't get cancer. That happens if you're eating a diet that is nutritionally dense, especially with fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. And so for cancer, we think of things that are high in antioxidants, mm -hmm. blueberries, red beans, uh, all kinds of different uh, green leafy vegetables. Uh, especially some of your root vegetables like beets. Raw beets are great. Uh, cabbage. Uh, you think of all the family of the cabbage foods. Mm -hmm. Good at fighting mm -hmm. cancer. Mm -hmm. You look at all the different uh, type of sprouts. High in antioxidants. High in nutrition. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was really surprised. You mentioned the red beans. I was very surprised to notice that they are high on the list of antioxidant foods. They, they usually come in a dried form. And I've only ever until I read that recently, actually. I've only ever thought of antioxidants being in fresh fruit and vegetables, not, not the dried form, but they're very high. The legumes are very, very high, and that little red bean, the adzuki bean, is very high. So uh, that's just an interesting thing to know, especially if, because it's a really good meat alternative, and I mean, I'd put it the other way around, actually. The meat's an alternative to what we really should be eating. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Jenny, what's your... Well, what, just listening to you, John, one of the big things that comes up is the mindset of that person and their attitude and what they believe as well as the contribute, you pair that with the diet, it's like a double whammy. And whenever anyone goes and gets a diagnosis of cancer, what is their first reaction is well, usually one of fear, terror, and mm. they're going to die. Mm. So they're immediately giving, the brain is telling the body it's going to die. And uh, we mentioned before that every cell of the body is impacted by every thought you have. Yes. So if we want to live, we have to start living like we're going to live even when we have an illness of some sort. Sure. And this is where the beliefs come into it. And that's, uh, yeah, you mentioned a few things about people, belief, oh, this is terrible, look at me, I'm not going to survive, you know, and uh, what am I going to do? And Because that's the way we've been primed with cancer. Not everyone dies from cancer. No. Yeah, and we're hearing here that you know, if someone can go, well, look, here's this man in stage four who didn't die, I can do this. See, it gives people hope when That's they right. hear stories like and this. And even if, mm. uh, and I'm not, not being mm. pessimistic at all, but even if they didn't um, fully survive, it would mm. give them some extra good years. Mm. Uh, so it's a tricky one to talk about, I guess, John. Um, cancer, isn't it? It's, um, you can't make promises. You, like you said, when that man came to your clinic, um, you said, well, you didn't know, but you would give him his best chance. And that's, that's what we need to do. We all need to give ourselves the best chance that we can at, at a good quality of life. There are a lot of lifestyle factors that impact cancer, and certainly stress is a huge component. Yes. Uh, and one of the things now 
which is a more recent um, area of research, is on what they call epigenetics. Oh, yeah. And that means that we are we can be predisposed to an illness. Yes. And and an illness can include things like uh, addictions because there is a genetic capacity okay. for the brain to be more addicted than not addicted. So, and they're saying now that. It doesn't mean you'll get it if you've got no. the gene. It's triggered by health and lifestyle, diet, health and lifestyle, uh, and okay. stress. Stress is a huge component okay. of that. So, uh, but sadly, people are you know not listening to that. And you know, I know women who've gone and had a breast removed because their whole family or the women in the family have had cancer. Yes, we read about that all yes, the time, and that's very and sad. In fact, there was a. Um, actress who recently mm. had both breasts yes, done in yes. the front page of the paper it's, and so people think oh now I can do that too it's, it's a it's common phenomenon instead of going well hang on if I mm. watch my stress levels and live the health principles I won't get it because mm. that's what happens you know if you don't do if you reduce your stress watch your diet density uh, dense nutrients mm. then the body will mm. will fight it off it will it will cure itself and it's interesting going back to a, i think it was around about 2005 mm. the u.s surgeon general where you're from mm. um he said that our health status is determined 70 percent of it mm. is determined by our lifestyle yes what we eat and drink mm. where we smoke and exercise and how mm. we love mm. Interesting, might come back to that. Mm. That was what he said, and I thought that was interesting. So that 70% is more than all other factors put together. He allocated 10% to genetics, 10% mm -hmm. to medical care, mm. and 10% to environmental factors. So that's very supportive of what you're really saying here, and what both of you are saying. Mm. Mm. And I think that's, a, that's an amazing authority. So 70% of our whole health status is determined by our choices and what we do about, about <coughs> our lives. Stress yeah. is a great factor in uh, bringing the immune system down. Mm. And people who are stressed a lot of the time, their immune function is very poor. Hence, they get colds, flu, viruses, mm. you know, lots of things happening. So that means they're more predisposed to that gene pool activating because stress weakens the whole system. Yeah. And that's why we brought you on the program, mm. Jenny, because you're talking about how what we think mm -hmm affects us so powerfully every cell of the body you, yes. you actually said in another program and of course John you're talking about the physical things that we can do the exercise and the water and, and, and the good food choices mm. and there's more of course and that was just interesting in what um, mm. the US Surgeon General said back then about how we love and I was actually really surprised to hear that coming from him I don't know why I should be I mean <laughs> I understand it really well I just yeah. didn't expect it yeah. to come from him and it's it's just an amazing thing because our, well it comes back attitudes well, comes back and everything like that and, and relationships mm. relationships are huge because people mm. need people and we know that <laughs> we all know that but um, well, if the heart's healthy and we and the brain has a capacity to love, when we action that, we're working a healthy connection between the heart and the brain, mm. which is very powerful. Mm. But relationships yeah. are huge. Well, that hits the heart, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah. 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 That's where the heart comes into it and love comes that's into it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And this whole stress issue, when uh, I was the medical director at the cancer program, I realized that all these cancer patients were just on edge. They were like very stressed. Mm. Uh, a lot of them would probably be considered type A personalities. Yes. 
Mm. Whereas you get somebody that's obese or has diabetes and they're like, oh yeah, I'd like to come to your program and <laughs> I'd like to have fun there. The cancer patients are like, and uh, are we going to be drinking uh, carrot juice? And uh, do we have this kind of herb? And uh, should we look, you know, it's like, you guys are stressed out. You're stressing me out. So we immediately instituted a stress uh, recovery program. We gave them an hour a day on stress management and had them one-on-one -on -one with our, our stress counselor. Mm-hmm. Well, I have someone I know who is more the type A personality. She's a high achiever, uh, had family, children, and her stress levels were huge. And she was diagnosed with cancer on the eye. And she was told that if they couldn't treat it effectively, they could have to remove the eye. And to actually remove it was going to send her blind. Oh. And it would eventually do both eyes. It was a left eye initially. And she, because it was its early stages, she said, no, I want, like the other story had, I want to try and sort this. Yeah. Um, and so she went off and she um, learned to relax. She cut her workload back. Mm -hmm. She started to deal with her temperament. She changed her diet. Uh, she had a reasonable diet, but she went for foods like you were talking about. One of them, she, I remember she telling me, raspberries. So she got raspberries and had those a lot and the, mm. black, and the uh, what was it, black currants or you know, the other types of berries in that that are so powerful. Yeah. So she did a whole makeover, if you want to put it that way, where yeah. she changed her lifestyle radically and she it never progressed, it disappeared and she's never had it since. And this was probably 20 years ago. That's just absolutely yeah. fantastic. Now we've talked about the things that these people did and I'm just thinking there are probably people tuning in who are thinking, oh, that's, that's a big ask. That's... that's um, <laughs> I'm not sure I could do that. What would you say, John, to people who are feeling like that's that's a huge, especially when they're quite sick? Mm. What would what would you suggest? What would you say to them? You want to take it a step at a time if it's mm. being a challenge for you. Uh, one place to start is drinking more water. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd be surprised how many people are dehydrated. Therefore, they're much more concentrated and uh, they need to get rid of toxins. And so you drink more water. Mm -hmm. And so I tell people, uh, drink a liter of water when you get up in the morning. Drink a liter of water between breakfast and lunch. And drink a, a liter of water a couple hours after lunch. And this alone is a big help. Mm. Now that wouldn't leave much room for the other beverages that people usually <laughs> like to have. So that could be a good thing because it would displace uh, some of those things. That's right. And then as far as diet goes, if you just take and look at what you're currently eating, hopefully you're eating some fresh fruits mm. and yeah. vegetables, yeah. just start increasing start those proportions. Increasing. Yes. Instead of one apple, two, or, you know, just yes. just make it a larger par part of your, your meal. Mm. So go, take a journey. And that's, that's really good because it's not all or nothing and everything that they do in the right direction is going to help them. And Hopefully they can, you know, get some good social support. Support's a really, really big thing and being loved. Mm. So um, often people with cancer do get good social yes. support because all their friends <coughs> and that rally round and, um, yeah, will help them. Yes. Yeah. But there's other kinds of support too, Jenny. I think you mentioned it in another program, like professional support. Yes, absolutely. And, and I do. I, I work with people who've been had that diagnosis or have had it and recovering and they're still struggling to 
get themselves around it. Yes. Um, and certainly, I think what we're talking about before that overwhelm of looking, I can't do this. Yes. Um, and people psychologically can cope with changing one thing, not 20 things at once. Yes. So that's the sort of approach I take. Yes. Like, okay, well, how can you start to streamline your lifestyle mm. and mm. start to improve and mm -hmm. help your immune system yeah. and, and your brain function? Mm. Yeah. And water is one of them because without enough water, the brain can shrink if it's dehydrated and it makes it very cloudy and it can't focus. Yeah. So often people come to me and they're actually dehydrated and they're really struggling in mm. when I'm talking to them and I'll get them a big drink of water. The difference is quite marked. <laughs> how, fast, how fast can that happen, a drink of water? Pretty quickly. Oh, right. yeah, it, it, once you put stuff in your mouth, it just translates yeah. through everything. Oh, on the strength yeah, of that. You better have a drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, so that, that's, that's really good. Um, I just uh, think, too, that it's a, probably a time, more particularly when people are facing a crisis of any sort. And They're more likely to a change. health crisis. Mm. Yes, they are more likely mm. to change. But also I think it's a time when people... Um, tap into spirituality and they can do it in mm. two ways it might be that they turn to God for help and they mm. and they they draw strength from that or they might blame him for their illness yes. and turn against him and we see this happening in all kinds of situations where it will drive people one way or the other and um, you know I would just really encourage you to you know draw strength because God would love to do that for you mm. and uh, rather than be angry, which is just going to make things worse. Well, my friend, she did a bit more of a spiritual focus as well. Mm. Sorry? My friend did a bit more of a spiritual yes. focus as well. And yes. that was, it was she did, like I said, she did the whole package, also exercise. So she embraced all the things we're talking about. Yes. Mm. And, and when you've got them all going for you, mental, mm. physical, spiritual, social, mm. which is all of who we are, that's, that's mm. our package. We're a total package. Yes. When they have it all going for you, it's, it's a synergist, synergistic effect. It is. Um, mm. It's more than the sum of the parts. And so it's just, and we need everything going for us. Even if we're not really as sick as that, we still need to have them all going for us. Why yes, not? Absolutely. Why not? Why would, why would we just coast along? <clears throat> and you're sort of talking here about people really getting fearful when they get the diagnosis. Mm. And this is sort of played up. But a lot of times, by the time they can actually find a lump or a bump or a tumor, mm. it's been there a long time. Mm. It isn't like it popped up yesterday and you've been hit. No. And, and they push you to make a decision really fast. fast. That's, mm. that's stressful in and of itself. Yes. So just sort of step back and, and, and take it easy and don't make fast decisions and then you don't need surgery tomorrow or chemo the next day. You need to sort of sit back and look at your alternatives mm. and think, now how am I going to approach this and, and uh, what, what could be wrong with my lifestyle that I need to make changes in? That's why they come and see me. <laughs> that's what I help them with. Yeah, that, that's a wonderful combination. Yeah. It is. Of the psychology and the health advice. Yes. It needs That's, to be married. It needs to be combined for full he total health. That's right. Mm. And, and what, a, what a wonderful thing that you do there. Mm. So, um, yeah, really good. And we might think a little bit about this, where the cancer came from. Uh, a lot of these folks we've talked about here were using lots of animal products. Mm. One interesting study that really struck me was in California. They looked at milk. They looked at what viruses were in milk, and they looked at breast cancer, and looked at what viruses were in breast cancer. Mm. Eighty percent of those with breast cancer had a virus found in milk. Mm, that's and amazing. you're thinking, oh, it can't be. 
Well, does it make any sense at all that if I am drinking a product from a cow's breast that I might get a breast cancer or a breast disease? Mm. I mean, this, I mean, this is I not an overrated. I thought of it like that. There is evidence around studies on animals that we eat with cancers and growths that can contaminate, it can cross over. Yeah, there's a lot of good research now Mm. that Mm. shows that, but you don't always see it in the papers. It's not going to be the frontline news, but that's the reality. And a lot of these animals going to market Mm -hmm. are diseased. Yeah, and very stressed. Mm. Very stressed. And a lot of them know they're going to die. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm. this puts high hormones into yes. them. We eat stress that. hormones. We eat meat. Mm. And and then there's the whole thing of the hormones they feed animals to make them yes. grow. They've yeah. discovered they can grow twenty percent twenty percent more beef on the same amount of feed mm. if they give them mm. hormones. Those hormones come straight through to you, mm. and you can gain twenty percent more weight on the same amount of beef. But you can also grow cancer, and this mm. is a, a big issue. Because yeah. a lot of these cancers almost don't grow in the absence of hormones, such as breast cancer, prostate cancer, mm-hmm. and so forth. And so when you look at that, you have to realize that modern cattle are not what they were 200 years ago. Yeah. They're run mm-hmm. on a very strict uh, hormone program, lots of different chemicals mm-hmm. given to them, and they don't get exercise, and they don't always get water, and they don't always get good food. Mm-hmm. No. And we could go into what they feed them, but that's a whole scary thing. Yeah, we don't want to look at that in this program. We'll have everyone out there stressed. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, I remember once as a fundraising thing for our youth group at the church, we decided we'd bag up some manure and sell it. You know, the kids were doing that. And we were told to go in on a certain day, on a certain Sunday, because that's when they'd be, chooks would be eight weeks old. But then two weeks before that, they said, you're going to have to do it this weekend because there's been disease in the sheds and you'll have to come and get it. So we went there. Well, they'd all gone to market. All these sick fowls, Mm. chickens had gone to market. So we we did this job. It It was dreadful. I've got to tell you, it was dreadful because the smell was terrible. It was in an enclosed building, huge enclosed building. One of the children vomited and we were wearing masks that didn't help just from the smell, and that's the only air they breathed from the time they were chicks until they went to market. And um, they were walking in their own manure all that time. Well, this is why we should eat fresh foods that are grown on trees and on the ground, and plants doesn't make it more palatable. (laughs) And then when when, uh, we'd finished, I said to the gentleman in charge, I said, now, do you want us to, um, you know, hose this out or do something? Oh, no, he said, we have to... um, We'll have to, what are they going to do? They said we had disease, you know, so we've got to treat it for that. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, what was the disease? He said, salmonella. And I was really shocked, and I think it must have shown. And he said, oh, don't worry, it's not one that humans get. But they would have died if they hadn't gone to get their heads chopped off. Right then, they would have died before they got to market. So it's um, it's a big concern. You're talking about healthy animals. We don't know. Uh, and I told my parents that um, don't don't eat any frozen chooks for quite a while because of what had happened. And then I talked to a friend of mine. He said, happens all the time. He used to work with them. So. Have you ever heard of somebody getting a virus from a carrot? Uh, <laughs> no, no, actually, actually, I haven't. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good news. <laughs> you don't. No, no. So that's that's really a big uh, issue. 
So there's a lot of factors there, um, you know, as far as the uh, getting the antioxidants from the fresh fruit and vegetables and also then there's the viruses and the hormones and the stress, mm -hmm. a lot of these things and, and the support. We need a healthy immune system, that yeah. means we have to eat healthy, think healthy, look after the body, do all the things that keep it yeah. in good working. Thank you. That's all for our program today. If you'd like a fact sheet of the program or watch our programs on demand, just visit our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au and click the watch button. And John and Jennifer are happy to answer your questions personally. Just email them at healthyliving at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'll see you next time on Healthy Living. <laughs>